It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Thanks again to Mike Jones and John Keim. And I now just continue my journey back in my media room past by welcoming in yet another former colleague that I covered the Commanders with back in the day. Now I watch her on television along with you on Get Up, SportsCenter, and the rest of ESPN's NFL platforms. It is our good friend Kim Martin. Kimberly, how are you, ma'am? I'm good. You literally just got the squad back. <laughs> that, I mean, y'all still got the information. I got a show. We might as well put our skills to good use. Oh, I just asked the questions and let you guys you guys tell me things. That's really how the skills are being put to use. I just sit back and, and let you guys uh, carry. Uh, no, but you did have you had some really, I think, great reporting on kind of uh, talking to some folks around this search and this situation and. Um, it, it runs counter to some narratives that I feel like got out of control about Ben Johnson being the favorite and the commanders were crushed and, you know, kind of caught with their pants down yeah, or whatever. Yeah. What, yeah. It, the yeah. way you I'm gonna actually push, have, I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back. on Yeah. That. So and what's I the actual say, information you have? Okay. So like a week and a half ago, it seemed, you know, actually what I was told from people in league circles was like, Oh yeah. Ben Johnson to Washington, done deal. Like that's the NFL's worst kept secret. Right. That's what I heard from people a week and a half ago uh, and change. But the days, uh, you know, in recent days, um, talking to people, more people in the league and also more people internally. And you got to be honest, like everybody wants to act like the commanders yet again, they botched this. Like, let me tell you from talking to people, Ben Johnson did not impress everybody in his interview. So when they left that initial interview, they still had questions. He was not the clear-cut favorite, this is the guy, right? Um, They still wanted to – they were still interested in talking to other people. They still had a list of other people. Now, he was still a candidate in there, which is why they still scheduled a second interview. But this was not, as a lot of people thought, a shoe in Ben Johnson, this is his job. Now, I I think – you know, I used to, I used to, before I came to the Washington Post, I was a beat writer for the Jets. And I think when you cover teams that have been mired in dysfunction or can't seem to get out of uh, their own way, I think it is very easy to kind of fall into that trap of like, here we go again. They done messed up again. Um, and I don't think that's the case here. What, you know, when I talked to NFL GM, I had a conversation with NFL GM yesterday. And he said, here's, and he's looking, he was looking for a head coach this hiring cycle as well. And he said, you got to ask yourself, do you want somebody just for their offense or defense? Or are you trying to hire a leader for your team? Because what everybody thought before the hires were made, you know, across the league, oh, teams that have QB situations, they got to go offensive court, they got to go with an offensive mind, a young guy. We've seen a lot of younger candidates. But there have been a lot of defensive guys that have been hired as head coaches this cycle. And really what it comes down to talking to so many execs and GMs is you need to be able to lead these young men. And the game is different. The players are different. And so when I think about Dan Quinn, he impressed in his interview. You need somebody who's going to stand up there, have credibility, talk to these guys, be a player's coach. And Ron Rivera was a player's coach. But I think the difference here with Dan Quinn is you guys have an actual traditional front office structure now. That's the, the thing that Commanders fans should be happy about. 
that you have Adam Peters, first-time GM. He's got to nail this draft. He's got to nail the QB situation. And with Dan Quinn's input, you develop a roster. But it's not Dan Quinn is now responsible for personnel and coaching. And it's more of a traditional setup, which I think bodes well for both Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. Totally. And and to be 100% clear here, yes and on this. Yes and there is an actual accountability with Dan Quinn. Uh, we'll talk about that with former Seahawks linebacker KJ Wright at the top of the hour versus Ron Rivera talked a lot about accountability and I don't think actually provided it. And part of that might have been the structure too. He had a lot going on, uh, which Dan Quinn won't. Uh, so Kim, let's pretend we're on the get upset, uh, and it's, you know, we, we ignore the process and, you know, we kind of, I don't know, we use a magical time machine here. If I told you at the beginning of all of this, commanders hired mm-hmm. Dan Quinn, you, th- are you think you're sitting on that desk praising the hire? Um, I get, yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, we had this conversation on first take two, um, today and Stephen A., was that we were all asked, like, how do you feel about it? And Stephen A. was like, nah, I, I'm not sold on it. And I asked the follow-up, is it because of when he was hired, being the last guy? Right. Does that change things? I think if you're a Commanders fan, it's hard to feel – I would not be surprised if there were Commanders fans who did not feel pumped because they literally are the la- – it's almost like we're the last team picked, man. We're the last team that got, got somebody. So when you have the introductory press conference with Quinn and it says – and they're saying, this is the guy. It's sort of like, well, if he's the guy, why it takes a while to hire the guy? Um, but I think that necessarily is an issue. You want to get the right guy. Because what we've seen over the last few years, I think over, within the last three years, every team has turned over its OC. Uh, we have had head coaches gone after one season or two seasons. Um, and you have a lot of head coaches right now that are lame ducks heading into this year. So I don't, I'm fine if it takes a long time to narrow down and make sure you get the right guy. So if you thought Ben Johnson might have been it, and then something gave you pause, and you're like, you know what? Actually, you know what? This is the guy we want. I'm cool with that. What, what should trouble people a little bit is the fact that this process, I think, hindsight took longer than they probably wanted it to. And now you have the top OCs. And de- now Quinn is obviously a defensive guy. But now the top OCs are off the board. Theoretically, you know, I'm going to say top, meaning like the guys that were highly coveted, right? So, so now it's like you're looking around, it's music, okay, like who else is left? And you don't want a fan base to feel like we're just left with scrap. But there are a lot of talented football guys out there, and there are a lot of first-time head coaches. You, Dan Quinn needs to nail the OC hire, and Adam Peters has to nail the quarterback. Like that literally is it. And it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't think the commanders are in this, like, what was me situation. When you talk to people about Dan Quinn, he's respected. He is a player's coach and he knows what he's doing. And I don't think the Cowboys, uh, you know, game against the Packers, while it was embarrassing, you know, I don't think that should be completely used against Dan Quinn because there are a lot of coaches right now who got head coaching jobs and there's a reason they're available right now. The team's lost. Um, now, what the Cowboys did on defense and offense was 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 terrible, and I don't think his head co- his previous head coaching record necessarily should be held against him because you can make the same argument with Raheem Morris. The the expectation is that you've learned about yourself and you've grown, so that you, the next time you're in this position, you know how to be a better head coach. 
Have you talked to coaches about that over the years? Guys like Pete Carroll, who was a pretty mediocre head coach his first time around the NFL, obviously had a lot of years and, and a lot of college success in between it. But whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, Pete Carroll, Belichick, on down the list you go. Tony Dungy was a guy that was a, a, a retread. He happened to retread with Peyton Manning and win a Super Bowl. Is, is there something that those coaches that you think have done well their second time around that Dan Quinn needs to do to be successful <laughs> in Washington? Well, I think, you know, his focus will be defense. That's why it's really important who he has around him uh, on the offensive side of the ball who's going to help groom this young quarterback. But I think, look, at any coach who gets another opportunity, um, what they you're in, a, you're in the job for the first time, so there's, you don't even know how to be a head coach. I think what trips guys up a lot of times is if you're a coordinator, you're so used to focusing on your side of the ball. As a head coach, you are a CEO of a team of an organization. In some respects, beyond just the quarterback, you're also the face of the organization as well. So there's, you're being pulled in multiple directions. And you need to be able to trust that the people you hire can also disseminate your message, keep the culture intact within their individual meeting rooms. Like it's got to be a trickle-down effect. And what you need to be able to be a clear communicator of what you want so that even when you're not in the room, people understand that the standard still has to be met. And I think when you have a job for the first time, it, let, let's be let's be honest. Like anytime we start a new job, we're not going to know what the hell we're doing. Like that's just the reality. Right. And you need the reps. The same time we talk about quarterbacks, you need reps. But you also have to understand that there are a lot of working relationships within a front office. Like as a head coach, you're working with your GM. If those two people are not in lockstep, your organization is in trouble. Like that's, you gotta be team players. And when things don't go well, theoretically, new regime, are they gonna hit the ground running? I don't know. But if they don't, you still have to maintain whatever vision Adam Peters and Dan Quinn set out to create, whatever they, vision they had for this franchise, whatever plan for the long term for sustainable success. They have to stick to that plan, and if anybody deviates, that's where problems arise. I think you've got to be a good delegator, but I think, you know, given that Peters is in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, who also has experience with Dan Quinn, you know, in the NFL, people trust the people that they know, right? Like, so so they're going to ask, what's he like to work with? What kind of dude is he? And I haven't, honestly, I haven't, I've never heard a bad thing about Dan Quinn. Besides, the thing that people point to was his record in Atlanta and then, obviously, how the Cowboys finished. But in all honesty, he took the Cowboys' defense. You know, I think they were 28th in points, 23 in yards allowed, you know, when he got there. And and we've praised this defense in the time that he's been there. Um, so I, I don't want to hold one game against him, um, but he has an opportunity to completely – rebuild the culture and set a new standard as what's expected in Washington. Yes. Uh, it just feels like a very anti-Washington hire. And uh, considering what the history has <laughs> been in Washington, that's, that's great. Thing, right? sign, <laughs> me, sign me up. Uh, Kimberly Martin, you can read her, uh, her reporting, uh, obviously, uh, through ESPN, ESPN.com. Mostly uh, you're going to catch her on television. You know, first take, get up, Sports Center, NFL Live, on down the list. Y'all know how to watch the NFL coverage on ESPN. You're very smart people in this audience. <laughs> uh, Kim, always great to catch up. Hopefully I'll catch you next week in Vegas or in India yeah, at the Combine. For sure, yeah. And, yes. and uh, until then, safe travels and uh, have fun with, with the rest of the NFL weekend.
All right, that is Kim Martin with us here on the Hoffman Show. When we get back, uh, if we got people on hold, we can get to them. We can uh, talk amongst ourselves. And then coming up at 6 o'clock, we're going to talk to Seahawks linebacker, or former Seahawks linebacker, played for Dan Quinn in Seattle, K.J. Wright. So we're locked and loaded. Uh, back half of the Hoffman Show, full steam ahead. Next here on the Team 980.